What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. And they're like, oh, you're Korean? And I'm like, yeah, don't I look Asian to you? Mm. And to Korean people, I don't look Korean. But to white people, I look Korean, which is weird. Yeah. White people will guess, like, very very accurately a lot of times that I'm Korean or at least like mixed Korean, which is interesting to me. I'm like, how did you figure it out? I'm like, actual Korean people can't figure it out. Eita, Brasil. Tá comigo? New York, I know you have Humans, what's up, humans? Welcome back to La Mescla. I'm so excited to bring you another episode. A quick note for for humans who listen to this show: please, uh, please make sure that you like the the show on Facebook and you uh, follow it on Instagram, and that you subscribe to it to any number of platforms, be it iTunes, be it SoundCloud, be it uh, <laughs> be it uh, what are the other ones? Stitcher. And, uh, and uh, you know what, give it, a, give it a follow on Spotify, too. Uh, I'm really trying to get the word out about this show this year as much as possible, uh, because this show is lit, you guys. I'm really sorry about saying lit just now. Um, I hope you all forgive me and continue to listen after that transgression. Okay, let's get into it. Our guest this week is none other than the amazing Spring Inez Peña. Uh, Spring is the shit, you guys. Uh, We happen to have the same uh, acting manager in New York City, uh, and as soon as I met Spring, I knew I wanted to get her on the show. Uh, She's just a lovely, warm presence, uh, and I was really excited to talk to her. Spring is half Korean, half Honduran, which I think is a really really cool mix that I'd never heard before in my life. She's the daughter of two musicians uh, who, who both immigrated to this country uh, on music scholarships, which I think is this like beautiful, romantic story. Uh, we had a great time talking about um, uh, the pressures of being uh, the child of two immigrant parents, uh, about the transition into a creative career, uh, and just about what it's like trying to make it happen in New York City. Uh, it was a really great conversation, and I think you're really gonna like it. I don't know how to be, like, cool or edgy, but, like, that's not the point. It's kind of nerve-wracking. So, what were, uh, what were we talking about? Something about you used to host a show in Florida. Oh, yeah, so I had my first, like, interview last week. Um, I host a TV show called Void TV, okay. and the parent media company that it's under, which is Void, they have a pretty popular um, publication, a magazine, and so they're releasing their 100th um, issue. And so for, cool. yeah. How like, long ago were you doing this? Um, so it was right before I moved here, so like like five and a half years ago, something okay. like that. Yeah. 
What would describe the show? Like the premise of the show was to kind of showcase local artists, musicians, and athletes of the North Florida area. Nice. And so um, a big part of the culture that they emphasize would be like skating, surfing, wakeboarding, that kind of thing. Okay. And so I would go out to surf competitions, and if there were you know, surfers who were winning the competitions who were, like, from our area. We'd, like, go and interview them and kind of talk to them about their background, how they got started, that kind of thing. I've never hosted anything like that. What's hosting like? I'm assuming it's really hard. It's, um, so, interestingly enough, I hadn't had that much experience. I had a small amount of experience hosting for, um, music, like, festivals. So I used to travel with this media production company, and I'd be, like, behind the scenes getting B-roll with, like, the fans that are there, and then like the VIP people, and then the musicians, which is actually the coolest part. I got to interview musicians. That's awesome. Um, but that was kind of how I started, and then I got this segue kind of opportunity to be the host of the TV show. Ooh. And really, I kind of just winged it in a way. Uh, I thought that I was good enough to do it, so I were just there any tried. like were there any like big disasters? That you no, can I mean. Honestly, like the most difficult thing that I ran across initially was one of my interviews with one of the professional surfers because he wasn't really used to being right in front of the camera or having a microphone on him. Right. You know, and it was, he had a hard time just kind of talking to me, you know? <laughs> okay. Like and, in what way? He was just like quiet? Um, More like unsure of his answers, just kind of got tripped up on his words. Gotcha. Like, you could just tell he was really nervous. Like, yeah. it was uncomfortable for him to have a camera on him, which I can understand that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was a really fun show. It w- we had no teleprompter because I had, like, a really small budget mm-hmm. production, small crew, and they were all awesome. And so I would have to, like, memorize pages of copy about surfing about it's surfers local musicians artists wow and you know like um, how how old are you when you're doing this um all right take it easy oh my god (laughs) jesus christ okay no so i was probably like um how old am i now i was probably like 25 so you're young and like holding down a whole show yeah, what, what, are you, why are you still looking at me young. like that? I'm not saying you're not. I'm, I'm still 25. I've just continuously That's right. turned I, I rem- 25. I remember when, I, when right. I met you, you yeah. were, you were like, I turn 25 every year. Yes. And I stay that way. Yeah. I, my mom actually has an old joke that we do with her, uh, whenever my mom talks about her age, or me or my sister talk about my mom's age, we go, oh, she's not a day over 36. Yeah. And <laughs> she's been 36 I had that for with my mom. While. My mom was like 34 forever. And yeah. then eventually I just didn't know how old she was anymore. Yeah. I'll just still go with 34. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> so, what you, so you grew up in Florida? I grew up in Florida. Okay, I cool. was born in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved down to Florida when I was in fourth grade. And then um, the Jaguars came, which is why I'm such a huge Jaguars fan. Yeah, you're super into football. Uh, <laughs> I see it on the social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, true. Wh- is true. Uh, did you used to like... Uh, go to I used football to play games? professional football. Okay, cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, I um, I I did go to football games. So I went to school also in Florida, University of Florida theaters. Mm-hmm. And when I was in school there, we just happened to be amazing at sports, and so we won like a bunch of national championships in football and basketball mm-hmm. while I was in school there. So it was like 
really incredible experience. So that's actually why I got into football. It started with college football. Mm -hmm. Like I always supported the Jaguars, but then like I really started paying attention to like how the games worked and everything, and I got really into it. And um, have you ever thought about combining your hosting talents with your love of football? I mean. I could absolutely yeah. see you on some like ESPN show talking. Yeah, about I could football. be Erin Andrews. You could be Erin Andrews. I mean, Andrews. she's gorgeous. Also went to the same uh, college as I do. She's also been 25 for a really long time. Exactly. <laughs> I could probably use some tips from her. Okay, so, so just since, since we haven't touched it, we've been recording for a little while. So, where are your parents from? Like, what's the cultural mix? Um, so, my mom is from South Korea, she's mm-hmm. from Seoul, and my dad is from uh, San Pedro Sula in Honduras. How did they meet? They met in college in Georgia. Oh, cool. Where I was born. Do you know what they were studying? Yes, they were both studying music. So both of my parents, um, by some great stroke of fortune, they both got uh, music scholarships to come to the States. Wow. And so that gave them the opportunity to leave their country, come here, and get a college education in America, which is, like, huge. Yeah. And so... Um, they both left their countries when they were 17, mm-hmm. and I don't even think my dad like attended his high school graduation. He like left before the actual ceremony. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, they moved here, and they both started going to Columbus College, which is in Columbus, Georgia. Okay. It's now Columbus State University, and they played in the symphony together. And so... That's like the sweetest parents meeting story I've know. ever heard. I know, and they were both painfully shy mm-hmm. and also not very good at speaking English. Yeah. I, so... I mean, I was about to say like immigrants <laughs> anywhere, but immigrants in the South too in, I don't know what it's, year this was. Yeah. Like, it must've been really, really hard. Yeah. it. I can imagine. I can only imagine. And so my mom's stand partner, my mom plays cello. Mm-hmm. Her stand partner had gone to school with my dad, um, who's also a string player, plays viola. Um, he had gone to school with my dad back in Honduras Uh and he was this like really outgoing, lively guy. Like I remember him from when I was like a kid, you know, being like five years old. Like I love this guy. And he knew that my dad had a crush on my mom, but like my dad would never talk to her. Like he couldn't, (laughs) you know? So his friend Moises insisted that they meet. And so he basically forced them to like have an interaction and that was it. And like, you know. Music is the universal language, or is it love? I don't know. I guess both were in play I think, here. I think what we've learned today, audience, <laughs> is it's both. <laughs> no, that's super sweet. Did your parents like play music for you growing up? Yes, I couldn't like get that away is from it. The shit. I was I mean, in the womb listening to my mom play cello. That is, I cannot tell you how like insanely cool I. Think it that sounds is. cooler. I'm than sure it to is. you it was annoying because you grew up with it, but well, to yeah. me the idea of like, oh, my parents like. Both were star-crossed lovers from across the world. One of them plays cello. <laughs> one of them plays viola. Like, it's, yeah, it that sounds, sounds like a it sounds movie. Cute. It is okay. You're right. I'll give it. But to you can you. be honest. Give me, give me well, the scoop. I mean, what the do you is, hate about your I, parents? You no, know, growing up, I don't hate my parents. I'm joking. I'm but joking. growing up, I'd have like random kids in my house all the time because my parents would teach private lessons. Oh, nice. In our home, mm-hmm. and so. When I was having to do all of my multitudes of extracurricular activities plus my very rigorous academic work, um, that's what happens when you have an Asian mom, Mm. Uh, I would have to like listen to the screeching noises of this, you know, (laughs) 
kid that I don't know in my like living a beginner, room. beginner viola kid? Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, yikes. It was interesting. You learn how to tune things out, so maybe it was for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just because you spoke to it a little bit, so there was kind of a pressure to be like great in school, that kind of that kind Yeah, of so um, I went to prep school my entire life, uh-huh. um, meaning that I went to middle school, high school, and college with a lot of the same people, mm. which is kind of weird, I guess. No, it is. I mean, you'd think it'd be cool, but then you get to college and you're like, wait, I don't even think any of you guys were my friend this entire time. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> I grew up uh, in a, going to all pretty small schools, and it was kind of the same sensation. I was like, oh, why do I... Like, you wake up one day and you're like, oh, why do I only know 40 people? Like, <laughs> I've only ever met 40 people. <laughs> yeah, it's it was interesting, and... So I did this thing called um, the International Baccalaureate Program. I've heard of it. IB students. IB, yes. And so um, basically my entire life was consumed with writing essays and studying and taking mm-hmm. college-level classes. And were you, already, were you already trying to do creative stuff? Were you already acting? No. Oh, interesting. So I remember in high school uh, – no, I'm sorry. When I was middle school, I auditioned for – um, the role of Maria in West Side Story. Awesome. And I got it. What? With one of my best friends, Brian Sharp. He got he got the Tony leading role. And we were so excited. He's still one of my best friends. Like we've been friends for over twenty years. Uh-huh. And we were so excited and we started like rehearsing and I mean we're kids, you know, middle school. Yeah, we yeah. thought we were like so legit. And then the production fell through. What do you mean the production fell through? It just through? fell through. It didn't ever happen. Why? I I never understood it. I don't know. Something happened with like the teacher and she like left and oh, then they shit. had to get somebody else to come in. I didn't really understand. And then they just canceled it? Yeah. Oh my God, that's heartbreaking. But yeah, it was. That it, was going to be your like first It was first like really hard role. for me to deal with. Oh, that And blows. so then I just kind of like didn't do it. Mm. And at our school, we did a lot of productions. Like mm. our drama program was pretty strong and... My friend that I was just talking about, he was in the production of Big that we did, which oh, was very cool. cool. And he was always auditioning and always doing his thing. And I always thought it was so cool. And then um, we would do this festival that was all uh, one-act plays. Nice. And You went to a cool school. It was. My it, school was not that cool. It was, actually. And, um, yeah, but I was so scared slash so busy um, <laughs> that I never like auditioned for anything. I was so terrified. I auditioned for one thing in high school and I didn't get it and I just couldn't handle the rejection. Interesting. However, at this time I was trying to complete all my studies, you know, uh-huh. um, which I guess at the end it worked out. I started college as a sophomore, which is like total nerd alert, mm-hmm. but I was also on the crew team, um, so wow. like rowing competitively. Yeah, yeah. And I did cross country. Jesus. And then I was also in the youth orchestra. Oh my God, we were opposite children. Like you were the I Good do everything. Good for you. Oh, I didn't no, want no, no. to do anything. I wanted no, to no, smoke no. weed and chill out. That was me, and not good for me because <laughs> it, it limits you in many ways. Mm. I mean, I definitely was that kid who would like do. I loved doing plays and whatever, but for yeah. the most part, I was like smoking weed and doing nothing. You know, it's funny because I remember seeing my friends go up and perform and. I used to be really like 
upset with myself that I didn't push myself to just go do it. Mm. Um, The only other thing that I did do during high school is we performed, I don't remember like what grade it was, but with a couple of my other friends, we, I, I was playing guitar and singing, I think, and then my other friends were like bass, guitar, and drums, mm-hmm. and then we covered a Green Day song. Yes, <laughs> of course. Which one? Um, Do you remember? The Time of Your Life song. Of course. Time of Your Life. I remember. Of course, yeah. I took, I think, like a year of guitar lessons when I was when I was in high school, oh, and fun. that was the first uh, song that I oh, learned yeah. how to play. And I, I mean, was just like, like bar oh, chords. Amazing. Yeah, it's very yeah. easy. Um, that so, was a lot of fun, but yeah. like as far as performing... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I wasn't doing it besides, like, of course, the orchestra stuff, which is, like, kind of different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was there, did you like doing the orchestra stuff, or was it sort of like a, my parents are musicians and I have to kind of thing? Um, It, it was kind of both, mm-hmm. but then eventually I got really tired of, like, having to wake up super early in the morning to practice before school and then right. also make sure that I, like, had done all of my homework or, like, studying for the day. Yeah. So I'm, like, waking up at, like, 5 in the morning. And it just – it was just not fun. Yeah, because, like, our school – so what's interesting is about these, like, IB schools, the magnet program schools, uh-huh. they're all located in, like, really shady areas of Jacksonville. Wow. I don't know why, but they just put them in, like, the ghetto. And so, like, my high school had, like, two fences with barbed wire around it. Uh-huh. It was really weird. Wow. And we would, like, get bussed in from all over the city. So, like, some people would have, like, an hour commute to high school in the morning. Gotcha. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really sure why I started talking about that. Were they pretty, I mean, I don't know a ton about Florida, but were mm. they pretty diverse student bodies? Yes. Yeah, okay. So... So what kind of crowd are you hanging out with? Are you? I was kind of a social butterfly. Like I hung out with um, the I popular kids, of course. <laughs> One of the only people I know who could just confidently say I was a social butterfly. I love that. Own it. I think that's I mean, beautiful. I think the people in my high school would agree. So everyone who listens, please vouch for me. Um, <laughs> I I was uh, early on. I was involved in. Um, Young Life, which is like the Christian youth group, because I was trying to deny like how bad I really was by like, you know, fulfilling this Christian side of me. Interesting. So I hung out. So all the popular kids went to Young Life and that's what we did. And we like wore Abercrombie and Fitch and like (laughs) sang fun songs. Okay. That's the cool thing. Cool thing to do. Cool. 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 Um, You're in the Bible Belt, you know, it's like. Was your family religious? Yes. Still? Uh, I just found out they're not as religious as I thought they were. Interesting. But yeah. That's always a fun uh, realization. I mean, yeah. my mom kind of stopped giving a shit early, like very early mm. on. So, and that sort of trickled down to everybody else. But 
Yeah, I guess my parents were kind of just like waiting to f see how we would deal with it, which is actually how I stopped playing music. Like eventually by my senior year after that, I was like, I don't want to play music anymore. My parents were like very cool and they're like, okay. And nice. they didn't push it. Yeah. But um, with like the church thing, I just go, I grown up going to Sunday mass and mm -hmm. then CCD on Wednesdays every, yeah. my entire life. Yeah, I used to do CCD. You know, like confirmation, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And then when I was like a freshman, um, like I said, all the cool kids like did this young life thing. So I was doing that. Gotcha. And um, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Wow. Go to that. Yeah, I know. And then I had like my stoner group of friends who to this day are actually my closest friends and the best people I know. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, growing up, my parents always be like, I don't want you hanging out with those kids, you know? And I'm like, sorry, mom. What, they why didn't being, they want you hanging out? Well, because they thought they were like a bad influence, which I was probably the bad influence on all of them, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I was, I was so wild. I was so crazy when I was in high school. I think I was so overwhelmed really? by That's... like everything uh. in my life and like this thing that like this pressure to mis maintain this facade that I was like, you know, doing really well. And yeah. then while maintaining my grades and like able to handle everything on my plate. Yeah. And so I think because of that, like I like really got pushed to this. Like, I think it's really interesting the way. Uh, we put pressure on ourselves. And I wonder if at all in that like pressure that you put on yourself while you were in those high school years comes mm -hmm. from having parents who like immigrated from so far Absolutely. away. Do you think that factors in? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me the, the doy phase. Sorry. Um, Yes, absolutely. Mm. I, I, was that something that was I'm consciously I'm not blaming my parents, yeah, yeah. but I definitely think that um, a huge amount of pressure was put on me by them. Mm. And and they learned. Mm. They learned because then they had to deal with all the issues that I brought up. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, I did really well in school, so they got lucky on that front. Yeah. But, like, I also had a lot of behavioral issues, mm. you know, like acting out, just being a bad kid, yeah. getting into fights. Like, I had some of those, too. I was too. a bad girl. For sure. But my sisters, on the other hand, they, like, really backed up backed off on them so like my sisters didn't do ib they so didn't you're have the to. oldest i'm the oldest gotcha. I have two younger sisters my two sisters didn't have to do ib my youngest sister got to go to art school and i mean <laughs> it's never even an option now, what for did me. you what did you study when you were in school academic psychology actually okay so um we had what was called the sixth subject which was pretty much like our major in high school so that's uh -huh. like what our college uh credits were going towards mm -hmm. or they could and so that's actually what I ended up getting my degree in because by the time I got to college, I was so burnt out on school. I was like, okay, what's the easiest thing that I can do that I already have a bunch of credits for? Yeah, that was me in school always. <laughs> that started <laughs> so like really young. It worked out fine, like totally using my degree. Yeah. Um, just oh, kidding. and I never asked. I should have asked this earlier. So what? how about languages in the house? Is it all English or was your dad speaking Spanish? Or? So when I was younger, my dad would speak to me in Spanish and I would respond in English because I was a brat. Yeah, same. Same exact thing. And I regret it because I could, I'm not fluent anymore mm -hmm. because I stopped using it. Yeah. You know, I was embarrassed. I'm like, dad, don't talk to me in Spanish, you know? Yeah, I was the exact um, same way. As far as Korean, my mom never really spoke to me that much in Korean, but my grandmother and my uncle always did. And my grandmother was a lot, around a lot, sorry, mm -hmm. um, when I was growing up. 
And so she and I are like really tight. And so because of her, I can speak Korean, which nice. is pretty cool. And then in third grade, for one year, I took uh, Korean school. So I learned how to read and write, which was like a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still read and write? In yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, very basically, but like, you know, when I'm in K-Town, I can like read the signs. I know what it says. That's, that's a beautiful thing. I th any, any way that you can, even if it's like not the strongest connection, any way to feel that connection. I think for me... Like, yeah. Especially in the last couple of years, it's like makes me feel so much better. Yeah, definitely. And as far as my sisters go, this goes back to the pressure thing. Like my parents like really let off on them mm -hmm. because I think they realize that doesn't work very well. Yeah. And so my sisters, unfortunately, like they don't speak very much of either languages. Mm -hmm. They also didn't have the benefit of like growing up around our grandparents because in the summertime I'd go down to Honduras and I had my grandparents down there. Oh, nice. And so me and my cousin were down there. We shared bunk beds in like 90 degree heat. Do you still go? And uh, I had, no, I haven't been in a long time, mm. which is really sad because yeah. my grandfather just died. Uh, sorry. And uh, I mean, it's been a year, but you know, yeah. fairly recently. That's still just. And yeah, and so that kind of like was a little bit of a wake up call because it made me realize, wow, I have an entire family down there. Like my dad's entire family, mm -hmm. except for one of his siblings who lives in Miami, everyone else still lives in Honduras. Yeah, it's similar everyone. for me. My mom's one of six and everybody still lives there. Yeah, and so her. for me, I feel like I should probably go back. I still have a grandmother who lives there. Yeah, I have a ton of cousins who live down there. Mm -hmm. And luckily, because of social media and WhatsApp, yeah. we can like still keep up. God bless WhatsApp. Yeah, so I have this like, like, uh, family group chat mm -hmm. and there's like 30 people in it. Wow. It's like all my cousins, my aunt and uncles. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it's cool because I'm still like keeping in the loop of like not only our family stuff, but they always post a lot of stuff about what's going on in the country. Yeah. And like political Which stuff. It's heavy right now. Yeah. Especially so in Honduras. It's like pretty messed up and yeah. has been for a while. So I kind of get a small sense of like the political climate and like mm -hmm. even cultural aspects as well so it's kind of nice to be um plugged in that way yeah i agree and i think that's something that i always that i didn't do very much of until recently mm -hmm. and like making that shift has like kind of flipped on a light bulb in yeah it's kind of cool and even through like instagram like something as trivial as that <laughs> um <laughs> I, like, keep in contact with my cousins, and I see, like, what they're into. And, yeah. like, one of my cousins, he plays music, and he, like, makes videos and stuff. Just fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of cool to, like, stay connected in that way. And totally. it's, like, especially when we're not seeing each other very often. Yeah, it can feel but, super isolating. Yeah. But I've actually only ever been to Korea once. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, like, really young. I was a brat. I think I was like 12 years old or something. Uh-huh. And... So when did you chill out? You've mentioned being like wild or crazy or a brat several times. When yeah. do you think you like chilled out? Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, uh... <laughs> I, want, I want the people listening to know that Spring just made like 70 different facial expressions in the last second. I was trying to give you an honest answer, but I don't think there is one. That's so, totally um, fair. TBD. Whoa. Oh, wow. Everyone, I almost just knocked over all the equipment in here, but it's all good. Uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so you're in college and you're not doing any performance or anything. You're studying psychology. So when do you decide to make that shift? 
to be a After performer? I graduated college. Like immediately after? No. <laughs> so tell me it about It was really weird. Tell me about that transition. It's very weird how it happened. Um, are my legs falling asleep? So <laughs> We are all over the place right now. <laughs> I almost just broke everything. I know. You almost knocked everything over. Um, so after college, I moved back to Jacksonville, where I'm from. And then... I was modeling. I started modeling again. I modeled when I was younger, okay. and then I like pretty much stopped until like the end of college. I started getting back into it again. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved back, um, I was like, I'm gonna do this. And so I like got an agency that worked out of like Orlando, Miami. Okay. And um, so I'd like go down there for auditions and like shot a couple commercials, did some background work, that kind of stuff. Just mm -hmm. like you know, putting my toes in the water. But I had modeling experience, so like that was a lot easier for me. And so I started doing a lot more of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And it was fun. And uh, I did like Jacksonville Fashion Week. I did Miami Fashion Week, which was wow. super cool. Yeah, that was a blast. Um, you know, I was like really young and mm -hmm. like 50 pounds lighter. So uh, <laughs> I weighed about 85 pounds. But you still model really... a lot, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't do fashion though. Gotcha. I don't know, like, anything about well, the Well, in New York, world, so. they want you to be, like, 5'10". Ooh, okay. Not. Which is fine. Yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> now I can eat. Um, what a beautiful thing. <laughs> I love food. So, then it actually kind of happened by accident. So, like, I was telling you earlier, I was doing the hosting stuff with that, with the music festival. Right, right. And I was traveling all over the country. It was super cool really 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 cool experience and then I came back to Florida and I can't remember if it was before or after I'd already started the TV show but at some point during that general time frame I knew that I wanted to kind of have better presence on camera because mm -hmm. I had no training at all right <laughs> zero and I had just gotten lucky on getting these, you know, opportunities. And so I decided that I was going to take an acting class because hopefully that would help me. I don't know. I knew nothing. It's a I good knew, idea. I knew nothing. If you, if you want to get better at acting, you should take an acting right. class. So, but I didn't know it was acting that I wanted to do. Gotcha. Um, I just wanted to have better presence. You know, mm -hmm. so anyway, I look online. There's not a lot of acting schools in Jacksonville, but there's a couple places, and there was one place that I knew other friends of mine had gone to, and I had actually um, done some background work for my friends' like web series, like at the studio before. Nice. Um, they shot there, yeah. So is it is it a situation where since you had done some modeling when you were younger, your parents were sort of chill about you continuing to do that kind of stuff? Or were they still kind yeah. of like, were they ever, basically, did they ever give you that like classic immigrant parent thing of like, what are you doing with your life? Please get a real job, <laughs> like that kind Actually, of thing. Actually, not really. No, that's good. Because that's a beautiful thing. I think they'd finally like chilled out. And also my parents like really went through this evolution and like progression in their life that was really cool to watch where they went from like really stressed out, anxious parents to yeah. like really chilled out, like meditating, doing yoga parents. Oh my God, good for them. Yeah. And so my parents, like my dad's about to run his third marathon next month. Whoa. And you know, my mom, my mom's actually running a half marathon and they eat really healthy and they're very like conscious and aware and you know all about saving the environment and shout outs to them for yeah, finding like, their zen they're like awesome like i want to be like them yeah. 
I feel Hopefully like soon. most parents in general, but especially most immigrant parents are yeah. have no chill. <laughs> exactly. So it was really nice to see that because they turned into different people. Yeah. And then our relationship like really got to grow because of that, right. you know? So this happened all after college. And um, so there's like a lot of turmoil leading up to that point. And then finally afterwards, mm. we were kind of all on a better like headspace oh, I that's guess, great i'm glad you guys made it out on the other side yeah it's it actually i'm super grateful even with my sisters like i i got to become really close with them after college too mm. like it was really really lucky in a way yeah um but they kind of were supportive of what i was doing mm-hmm. and then i take this the it was like a it was like a saturday like all day like eight hour long um actors like boot camp type of thing you know mm-hmm. And basically, it was for actors who had been studying at the studio, like, year-round. And then it was kind of like a refresher, like, end-of-the-year final, like, boot camp. Gotcha. I didn't know that. And, like, technically, I shouldn't have been able to sign up because I would never taken an acting class before. (laughs) (laughs) But you snuck your way in there. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, I didn't know any better. Whatever it takes. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be there until I was sitting in the circle and we're all talking about how long, how many years we've been acting for. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, I've been I think that's for the best way to learn years. is to like put yourself in a position where everybody's more experienced than you. Oh, so yeah. there's no way to go but up. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, uh, <clears throat> this is my first acting class. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and I got lucky, actually. A girl I went to high school with was also in the class with me, which was kind of nice and fun and yeah. comforting. Have an ally. Yeah. And, but she knew everyone else already because she'd been studying at the studio. Mm-hmm. And so we go through the exercises, and like I said, it was like a long day. And, you know, looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, I got, like, this was quite a treat. Like, I got a really special experience. Like, it was it was a really solid class, and we laughed, and we cried, and everything in between. That's I mean, great. Just, it was like a whirlwind of emotion. I'd never experienced anything like that before. And I was exhausted, but exhilarated at the same time. Yeah. And those are the best where you feel like you, you find something, not not only do you find something you're passionate about, but you find enough of a community under it to Mm -hmm. feel supported and continuing to pursue it. And that's exactly what it was. I feel like if this particular group of actors hadn't been so like accepting and welcoming of a random newbie, um, my experience, my experience could have been very different and it could have been discouraging I think yeah I mean just like a production of West Side Story falling through yeah causing you to not even do it for a while exactly so then I remember leaving and it was kind of just this aha moment Mm. and I'm like I don't know if I learned anything about being better on camera but I just learned that I really want to study acting awesome and it was like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and at that point I had already had plans to move to New York because I was just going to move here and try to model Mm -hmm. and once that kind of fell into my lap I realized okay stars are aligning like there's a reason why all of this stuff is coming Mm -hmm. into fruition and now I really have like a solid reason to go to New York it just like solidifies like what I kind of already had in motion and so so how long have you been in New York now? I've been in New York for five years gotcha yeah feels like you're killing it 
Really? I mean, from my I point feel of like view. Pe- maybe I'm just really good at curating my online presence. I think you're popping on social media. You Thanks. have like a, you have like a very cool social social media presence. Really? Yeah. I don't have very I mean, many I, followers. I don't. So. Who gives a Everybody shit? Everybody who's listening, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll do that on whenever I put this up. I'll put all your things on. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I. Uh, it's you're like flying everywhere oh all my the God, time. It's, yeah, shit. it's exhausting. <laughs> I, I don't think I follow anybody who flies as much as you do, unless they're like P Diddy, which I do follow him. <laughs> He's great. Wow! <laughs> shout gosh. outs to shout Thank outs you. to Diddy. Yeah, um, it's it's been kind of crazy. I've been just kind of taking risks and going for things. I was actually really inspired um, during Fashion Week last year because a lot of the girls that I ended up working with. Mm-hmm. They were all based in LA, but they all come to New York for Fashion Week and to work. Mm-hmm. And so I got to work with them and I got to talk to them and I was like, that's so interesting. And some of them like would get Airbnbs here for like a month or so, or they have like a secondary like room, like apartment here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the bi coastal life. Right. And I mean, that's all of our dreams. It was to be able very. To do that. I was like, hmm, you guys are on something. I think. I'm like, I want to kind of do this. Yeah. Because I love L.A. I love L.A. It's got a lot of things that kind of cater to my style, my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Florida. Like, it's warm and sunny there. Yeah. You have a but, Latin father, too. Right. <laughs> that adds to the desire a lot for of, warm and sunny. There's a lot of Asian people in California. That's true. Yeah. I don't really know what that means for me, but maybe they'll take me in. Um, <laughs> Do you ever feel like you can't fully connect with Yeah, the, no, Korean yeah. people hate me. Uh, Do they really, this, or is yeah, that something no, you tell Yeah, this is a conversation about? I have with my sister recently. Really? Yeah, so um, either last time I was in L.A. or the time before that, I was hanging out with my cousin David. Uh-huh. He lives in the Bay Area now, but he grew up in L.A. And um, all, my, all three of my cousins did. And so I remember the first time I went out there, I was staying with his oldest sister, who's just one year older than me. And she was going to UC Irvine, so like down in Orange County area. Mm-hmm. And then it was like summer break, so she was out of school, but she was working and had like an internship the whole time. Yeah. So her friends, like, they were all going, driving back up north to visit their families because they were on summer break. And they were like, why don't you just come on a road trip with us? And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. And so um, I ended up going and I got to go to San Francisco for my first time. And I went to Oakland and San Jose and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And... I went to like my first all Asian people parties, like in my life. Yeah. I didn't grow up with Asian people. Right. Um, there were some Filipino and Vietnamese Chinese people that like went to my high school that I knew, mm-hmm. but um, not like in my core group of friends. It was like right. all very white people. Yeah, I was the same. I mean, I grew up, I think, in a whiter neighborhood than you did, but yeah. I didn't have, I think I had like one or two other like Latino friends, yeah. uh, but it was never, that was never the majority. Yeah. Like, so whenever I go to like all Latino events, I'm like a little out of place. Yeah. Like, I can't sure. quite fit it. I mean, I was kind of excited because I'd never seen so many Asian people in my life. Literally, yeah, I, I, I hadn't, you. and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> you guys all hang out together, and like this is like your community." I thought that was so interesting, but what was not fun about it was that I didn't feel like I fit in, kind of like you were saying. Yeah. And going back to the story with my cousin David, which is where I started, um, when I hung out with him recently. So this encounter that that happened like years ago, that road trip thing that I had, that I was like twenty, so mm-hmm. it was like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And <laughs> what are you talking about? You're 25. Right, right, right. And so just recently, um, in the last six months, when I was back in LA hanging out with my cousin, he took me out with some of his friends and we were in K-Town and, um, you know, we ordered some food and they're drinking the hell out of sake. Oh my God, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> and like soju and cream and I just tried beers. soju for the first time a couple weeks ago. I okay. really liked it. So it's dangerous. Soju, dangerous I didn't know. I didn't have any experience with and that was very detrimental for me the next day. <laughs> Because it's like drinking like juice. Yeah, it doesn't and even taste they have alcoholic. all these like flavors and and the I mean I don't know his friends they knew how to drink and they're like taking a shot of soju and then chugging like a little bit of beer and I'm Damn. like, yeah I didn't spend the whole night with him thank God I like left and went to Santa Monica mm. but anyway but when I was there and he's introducing everyone as you know his co- as his cousin blah blah, blah which I am I'm one hundred percent his cousin mm-hmm. by blood. And a couple of his friends came up to me at some point during the night, and they're like, you guys aren't really cousins, though, right? Like, you just say that you're cousins because you're really close. Like, how do you guys know each other? I'm like, huh? Uh, no, we're really I'm cousins. I'm like, uh, we know each other because my mom is his dad's sister. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're Korean? And I'm like, yeah, don't I look Asian to you? Hmm. And to Korean people, I don't look Korean. But to white people, I look Korean, which is weird. Yeah. White people will guess, like, very very accurately a lot of times that I'm Korean or at least, like, mixed Korean, which is interesting to me. I'm like, how did you figure it out? And, like, actual Korean people can't figure it out. Weird. It's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, whatever. I don't really pay it any mind. And then later on, one of the girls was saying something in Korean about the food. And, like, I laughed and, like, said something. Mm-hmm. And she was like oh, what? You understood me? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you speak Korean? I'm like, yeah, I'm also Korean. Like, I know I'm only half, but does that count for anything? That's the story of my life. I have the same thing with Spanish speakers whenever I respond to them. My Spanish is not perfect. But but you, like, like, look white. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the difference. But it's the same thing. I look Asian. Do I look Asian? To me, but you're saying saying the Koreans don't think you look Asian. So for them, like, it's this weird surprise moment. It's weird. Have you ever caught someone making fun of you? Well, I've caught people saying, th- actually, it's usually Hispanic people mm-hmm. who think I look Asian. Yeah. And they will say things in front of me because yes, they think, they which is very dangerous because nowadays everyone speaks Spanish. So. Yeah, but some people have no chill. And I've had, <laughs> yeah. I've had this moment where I've called people out and they're like, oh shit, you yes, speak Spanish. That's actually happened to me a few times. Mm. And usually guys saying some kind of comments yes. and then I will just usually give them like a snarky thank you. I know exactly what you're saying. I appreciate the compliment kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it catches people off guard and then I'll have kind of a chuckle to myself. So really I'm the last one laughing. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. That's what Um, I tell myself too, but like hopefully. It's interesting. I think that's one of the things, the universal things about people of any mixture is like you're going to have those moments where you're tested yeah like sort of constantly. and you don't really have like a specific group that you fit into per yep. se nope you know nope. like my group includes my sisters because they're the same mix as me yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah. yeah it's it's kind of interesting although i do get excited when i meet other hispasian people mm-hmm. because that happens a lot in new york yeah Prior to living in New York, I didn't see it a lot. But in New York, there's, like, 
a lot of like Chinese Puerto Rican, right. Chinese Dominican, or you know whatever. Yeah, where even if like you don't have the same specific cultures, the oh, yeah. the mix is the thing you're. Really yeah, I think to. that's cool. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. it's like oh, you're kind of like culturally similar to me in a particular way, and here, even though those are technically minority groups, there is a lot of people in those groups yeah. because we have so many people in New York, which is very right. cool. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so do you think uh how do you think how do you think being uh mixed uh, affects your day-to-day like your work or your bookings or whatever if at all it does i mean um i think you know to some degree that's why people want me hmm. you know as far as like my reps go or you know what I mean yeah um it feels like it's it, just in the last few years become become very a selling recently. point like become it's finally very, become a selling point very recently two three years that yeah. I've been here um initially when I got here I'm like okay cool what kind of roles are there for me besides like ninja woman yeah or and like nurse yeah yeah which I would gladly play nurse. Oh my god, me please on. give or me a male nurse woman, part. I'm um, high like, casting director. I'll yeah. play a nurse for you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, I'm actually shooting a catalog for Scrubs next weekend, oh so I feel God. like that makes me very qualified. I auditioned for a Scrubs thing you like did? a while ago. I wonder if it was the same company. It could have been. I never auditioned for print shit. Like Why? Because I've, I've never modeled You photograph so well. I tell you this all the time. I think you do, and thank you so much. <laughs> but I've never, I've never done a single second of modeling in my life. So when I... We have the same manager, so maybe it could have been the same company. Uh, but when I went in for that, I felt so weird. It was like so strange you get used to it yeah 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 you get used to just like i mean do you remember your first audition ever like in new york Mm -hmm. i do it was for nyu and student film and i was like oh this is like it's like a dumb scene i thought it was like easy i got it also i had no training i hadn't started conservatory or any of my classes yet i went on countless weird auditions in like tiny rooms yeah i had like no experience zero experience yeah and i'm like oh it's fine and then i go in there and I'm literally shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get like my hands would like lock up. I used to do stuff like that too. I would like get weird claw hands yeah, in the middle that, of the Yeah, that's common I think. And I couldn't. People don't know what to do with their hands. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's yeah. a weird thing. And looking back on that, I'll never forget it. I was traumatized. And after that, I told myself, you can never go into an audition unprepared. Yeah. Because you're the only one who's losing big time. Yeah. And that's I mean, very true. You're I'm, also wasting their time, but true. they'll find someone else. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to be better. Not that I go into auditions consciously unprepared ever. No. But like, but I, also, then sometimes, I also have the improv background, so mm-hmm. sometimes I get too like high on myself, or I'm like, you know, I'm gonna be fine. I think like, I don't even have an improv yeah, background, yeah, and yeah. I still try to pull that stuff off yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm it like, always comes back to bite. You, you. It does, and you can get away with it so much. Yeah. 
you know, and uh, sometimes it's like, that's what I, I love about improv. I've just been kind of like, you know, doing a little, like getting a little bit into comedy mm -hmm. and it is such a different muscle to work. Yeah. And I've really been loving it. It's, it's great. I have so much respect for comedians mm. and I think it's, it's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, it's a banana's choice. I mean, being an actor in general is a banana's choice yeah. to make with yourself, but to be like a comedic actor, yeah. I think is even crazier. It's like, why are you trying to put yourself through so much pain? Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. really going on here? <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. I feel like sometimes, <laughs> oftentimes I feel like this show turns into like a weird therapy <laughs> Good, I like it. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. these um, tiles. Uh, thanks, I did them myself. Did you? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what's Awkward. the what's the like? Um, give me your like wildest fantasy. Like, where are you at in ten years? Oh, ten years. Yeah, ten years. Um, where am I at? Like with my life? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So in 10 years, oh gosh, hopefully I will be living in LA, but like I have an apartment in New York because gotcha. I still come back to like mm -hmm. do some good like TV series, probably on HBO or Showtime, probably Showtime. Yeah, I feel that. Showtime has gotten better than HBO these days. They're both great. They're both, okay, fine. They're I would love either of them. I would love jobs on either. either. I, would, I would love jobs on either <laughs> those networks. <laughs> Or I guess, let me rephrase the question. I guess, like, if you were, I like this better than, okay. like, oh, uh, more 10 year fantasy. So, if you had to look back to give Spring, who still lived in Jacksonville mm -hmm. and was like doing some modeling stuff, but not really sure what the next move is, mm -hmm. like, what would you say to your past self? Um, I would tell that person to start learning as soon as you can. Mm. Like, just start getting experience, like, dive in, train, learn, learn, learn perform as much as you can because mm. I think um, besides doing like the conservatory thing which I absolutely loved and you know after I was out of like school where I was in seven you know taking seven classes um, the best thing for me was staying in scene study classes mm. because they were really challenging and it, like you really had to create something in a short period of time yeah and, you know, whether it was, like, a five- or ten-week class, it's not a lot of time, even for one scene. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's surprising how much work has to go into just yeah. a handful of pages. Yeah. And I think that really developed me as an actor, like, in the most beneficial ways. I love that answer. That's such, like, a first-generation kid answer. Is it? Yeah. It's oh, like, God. It's like okay, can I change it? No, I'm saying it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> praising you. It's because what you're saying is, like, work really hard. Like, yeah. Pick your lane, but like make sure that you're working hard and putting yourself in a position to actually get better at it yeah. instead of just pining after. I think that's something I had with my family too, mm -hmm. where my mom would be like, okay, if you're going to do this, and she still says this kind of shit to me, but she's like, if you're going to do this, really do it. Like really commit to it. Yeah. Do it as much as you can. Work on it every day. Right. Uh, and it's yeah. easy to like kind of lose sight of that. And I think I definitely go through cycles where I'm like, wait, what have I been doing for yeah, the last three or four we months? We all do. We all you do. You know, and then yeah. I'll like get kicked back into gear. And I find that with a lot of things in my life, whether it's like, you know, how hard I'm grinding or like really training and practicing or even like working out my like lifestyle habits of right, like, yeah. am I cooking all my meals or am I ordering seamless every single day? Yes. Am I working out or am I drinking all the time? Yes. And both. I, I, both. Rel and, relatable struggles. Right. And so, exactly. And so I... 
I find myself going through these cycles, but every now and then I have to make sure that I like kick back into gear and like get in the right gear, mm. you know, because time will pass. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. And I got started really late, so to speak, mm. you know, and when I was in conservatory, I went to Stella Adler, um, you know, some of the girls and guys that were in school with me, they were taking, it was like a summer program. Yeah. So they were taking it while they were um, on summer break from like high school. Yeah. There was like 18 year old Yeah, those kids. people who like got started early. Yeah, and I think that really with a lot of different professions, like you have to put the time in and it's like that Malcolm Gladwell thing. You yeah, know, 10,000 like hours. Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's actually how I like went into it when I first moved to New York. I, I think I just read his book or whatever, and I was like, similar to having to become a surgeon, like you have to go through the schooling, mm. you have to have the experience, your residency, your, you do your rounds, you have to actually put in yeah. the work yeah. to learn how to do that job. Totally. And, and it seems like a common sense thing. It is, but, but like, you, not, if, it, you'd be you'd surprised. You have to frame it that way, yeah, I you'd think. Yeah, you'd be surprised. And even like an athlete, like yeah. athletes generally start young and then they play sports their entire lives. You take ten. You take at least a thousand shots a day. I've heard from like many NBA blogs that I read. Yeah, <laughs> well, ex- that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, see, you're, why the way when... you feel about football, I feel about basketball. Mm. Like, that is Wait, who's your sport. team? I, I don't really have a team. I'm, oh, I was like born NBA. in Boston, so I feel like I should be a Celtics fan. Okay. But I really just enjoy following the league, and I like specific players. So yeah. I sort of like kind of watch everything. Okay, that's great. It's my favorite league. I'm by a Magic far. fan, unfortunately. Uh, I'm so sorry. We're doing a little bit better than I thought we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I like, it's an unfortunate. That. It's an unfortunate situation. No, yeah. It'll get better. They'll get some draft picks. It'll get better, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> anyway. Okay, cool. I think we're sort of winding down on time. So, is there anything? Cool. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to, or is there anything you want to plug that we can see you in or something? Mm, no. All right. <laughs> Cool. Just follow me and you'll see all the stuff, trust me. Oh my god, yes. Okay. <laughs> follow Sprig on everything and please put her in like an HBO or Showtime series. Just like put me ASAP. in all of your shows or even your personal web ASAP. series. I'll do that too. Yeah, actually, uh, you can cast either Spring or me as nurses in whatever your thing is. <laughs> we'll do a show where we're both nurses or something. It'll be great. Yes, we should. Okay, Spring, thank you so much thank for doing this. Thank you for having me. This was so was fun. fun. Okay. You're welcome back anytime. Right. Bye. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode of La Mescla. Thank you so much to Spring for coming in. Thank you to Simple Studios for allowing me to record here. Thank you to any and every human that's listened to any of this show. Um, please tell your friends and please make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Like it on Facebook. Follow it on Instagram. I'm probably going to make a Twitter page for it soon. Who knows, maybe there'll be a Venmo or a Patreon for this show. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, seriously, thank you. I'm trying to get more ears on the show because these are stories that I think aren't explored enough. Uh, and I really, really want to get the word out about this sort of unique experience. So thank you. And I'm really sorry again for saying for saying lit earlier. I know that was I know that was really bad. I'm gonna try not to I'm gonna try not to do it anymore. I'm really sorry about that. Okay, have a great week. Bye.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 